Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. I want to thank our local pick and save stores. They've been a part of uh, what I do here on 105.7 FM, the fan, for a long time. They've been a true partner of mine. And uh, I shop at their stores. And I'll tell you what, you've got to thank the employees at Pick and Save. Right now, the truck drivers, the meat guys, that it's it's just absolutely nuts. And they're doing the best they can. I've talked to them just about every day this week because I'm their sales rep here at uh, 105.7 FM, The Fan. And I'll tell you what, they're uh, they're doing the best they can, and I think they're doing a great job. So just thank, uh, thank our local pick-and-save stores for uh, keeping us fed and trying to keep as much toilet paper on the shelf as they can, man. I'll tell you what, it's unbelievable. Let me run down today's show. It's the last basketball show. We're going to transition uh, next week into the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. But we got a lot of basketball to talk about yet. And uh, let me run down the show. Randy Casey, head basketball coach at MATC, is going to be our first guest. We'll get to him in just a minute. Latrell Fleming, a lot of you basketball guys, that name sounds familiar. He, a uh, big-time basketball player from this area, was at Dominican for a while. Went, to, I believe, to Milwaukee Marshall. He... Uh, Played or was going to play up at Wisconsin when they found out that he had a medical issue and uh, stayed at Wisconsin. He is now the associate head basketball coach on the women's side at IUPUI, which is Indiana University, Purdue University in Indianapolis. We'll talk to him. His team, uh, they beat UW-Green Bay, and they were, I believe, in the semifinals of the Horizon League with a chance to go to the NCAA tournament when his season either ended or has been postponed, and we'll find out. At 10.30, two seniors from Sussex-Hamilton, Carson Smith and Lucas Finnessy, will join us. 10.45, a couple of seniors from DSHA, Jaden O'Brien and Anna Miske. And at 11 o'clock, a couple of guys from New Berlin, Eisenhower. Uh, Zach um, Hedpess, I believe, and Ben Lapp are going to join us. At 11.30, Mike Goss, 
the AD at Hamilton, we'll talk to him a little bit about what this does for an athletic director this time of year. And then 1145, got a special guest. As we talk about transitioning into the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, we'll talk to Matt Harris. Just got named the head football coach at Arrowhead. So we got a busy show. We'll get going. Randy Casey, the head basketball coach at MATC, is joining us. And, you know, shame on guys like me that don't shine a spotlight on the job that Randy Casey has done at MATC. I see him in gyms all over. He is a true gym rat, and he's a heck of a basketball coach, and he's been doing it for a while. He's got over 400 wins in his career. And, in fact, 230 of those, 12th season at MATC, they were ranked number one in the country when their tournament got postponed or canceled. I'm on the website, and they say, look, it's postponed right now. But uh, I'm hoping that that maybe by April 20th they can get going again. We will find out. Uh, Coach Casey, how are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Boy, the the uh, the date that this came down, that uh, this thing is uh, going to be postponed and possibly your season is over, can I talk to you a little bit about where you were and, and the feelings that you had at that point? Um, well, you know, when it came down that it was postponed, you know, after the NBA canceled and then they were um, looking at conference tournaments at the NCAA level and, and those started canceling and coming down, I, I just, sitting in my office, I just knew it was only a matter of time before it would, you know, come to our level as well, which it did. And then... Um, this past Monday, it was confirmed uh, by the NJCAA that the championship was canceled and all spring sports. Oh, boy. Randy, I'm sorry. Hey, does does the date December 3rd, 2019 mean anything to you? <laughs> Not really. Yeah, it, does. it should. That's the last <laughs> time your team lost. December 3rd last year. With 30-1, and one, the last time you guys lost on the road – you lost 93-90 and have not lost since. And I got to tell you, Randy, you've had some great seasons at MATC. There's no doubt. You, you and your staff, your dad, who I adore, have had great seasons at MATC. And, and it's hard to, to compare team to team, but this has to be one of the best teams you've ever had. Without question. Um, these guys, you know, I've... I've especially late, you know, I talked to him and, and gave him a lot of credit for, you know, giving um, their individual goals up a little bit for, you know, the overall group and for us to be where we were um, throughout the season. Um, you know, we had a lot of guys that, you know, at different time giving up minutes or, you know, things like that for the betterment of the team. And, and that's a lot of credit to these young men because really, truly, they all bought in, and, you know, 16 guys on our roster, that's, that's a lot of guys, but they really, truly bought into uh, strength and numbers and, and to do everything for the person sitting next to them. Hey, Randy, I also got to give some credit to Travis, who is uh, your associate head coach, because you're, what you don't like to do is stuff like this. And I've got, I see you in gyms all the time, and I'm, and I'm going, come in studio. You're like, nah, I, that's not me, man. And Travis is really good at, at social media. He's really good at highlighting and celebrating the program and the accomplishments that you've, 
that you've that you've had personally and the program has had. And I just want to thank Travis for for making sure that he keeps what's going on at MATC out in front of guys like me because I think it's really important. Because when you and look, you look at your roster, and it is filled with Wisconsin kids. Now you've got some other guys that are, you know, a guy from Chicago or a guy from uh, Bloomington and stuff like that. But when you look at the roster, it is look Kenosha Bradford, it's Homestead, it's Milwaukee Mesmer, Kenosha Indian Trail. Um, you know, Melvin Lee has he was at Ripon High School, but he's a Milwaukee guy. You know, Milwaukee Riverside, a couple of guys from there. You give a chance, and and I love coaches, college coaches from the state of Wisconsin that give our kids a chance to play at the next level. And you do that. And I, I, I haven't seen a college coach in more gyms than I see you. Maybe it's just we seem to go to the same games all the time. But it's important for you to be seen and talking to kids and going to high school games, correct? Most definitely. Um, you know, I, I all the credit goes to my staff and, and ex-players that have played in this program that that always talk about, you know, other kids that are out there that they think would be a good fit for our program. And then it's our job to get out there and see them and, and convince them that this is a good opportunity and, you know, that, that we're a solid program that can help them, you know, reach their goals on the court and off. So a lot of credit goes to, to my staff because, like you said, Travis does so many, so many things for us that, you know, that I don't like to do because right. <laughs> for me it, it, it is definitely not about me. It's about these young men that come in here and, and buy into our system and, you know, they deserve all the credit. They're the ones doing the work. I'm just helping guide them through this. Well, and I appreciate that. And I've had that conversation a couple of times with Travis where I'll go, look, could you get Randy to come in studio? He goes, man, I try. He, he doesn't listen to me. And I said, well, he definitely doesn't listen to me. And and I know that you're uncomfortable with this, but I need to go through this, and then I've got a follow-up question for you. But you were named uh, the Midwest uh, District 3 Coach of the Year. You're also, uh, I believe, the two-time Coach of the Year, North Central Community College Conference Coach of the Year. Uh, on January 29th, you had your 400th win as a head men's basketball coach, and when when do you are you able to allow yourself maybe at night when there's nobody around when the dust settles a little bit to just kind of look back and go man so far so good I mean I I don't know of many college coaches that can can say look I had 400 wins and I'm still going strong I'm wondering if you get a chance to smell the roses a little bit or do you not allow yourself to do that. You know, every every once in a while I do, but again, it just it just to me turns back to the the young men that have come through our program and that have had success, you know, and then moved on from us and and had more success. And when those when those milestones hit, and you hear back from all those guys that you know say thank you for the opportunity and and the experiences they had here, those those are the things that mean way more to me than, you know, those 400 wins or those, those, you know, coach of the year stuff. It, it's when you hear back from those young men that you've helped along the way and, you know, that they have appreciation of that. Hey, Randy, what does a season like this, and you've got a number of sophomores, you're a two-year school, number of sophomores on your roster, so you're going to have to, and you have to do this almost every year where you have to turn your roster pretty quickly and get these guys to play together as a team. 
where, you know, some four-year colleges can let kids sit for a year or two and then get them in the flow. You, you're not allowed to, you can't do that at, at this, uh, at MATC with, with being a junior college. So I'm wondering, does a season like this help you as you're talking to kids about possibly making the decision to come to MATC? Oh, most definitely. You know, the success we have, you know, has, has helped, you know, open the eyes to a lot of people, not just in the area, but, you know, the, the outside areas in our district that are that are close we you know when we go into chicago and you know um iowa and things like that now you know people know about our program they've heard about our program so what these young men have done you know has put us on the map nationally so it it definitely helps you know breed success even more Hey, can you uh, talk a little bit about when you're talking to a kid? And we've had this conversation, and 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 I'm not going to name names, but I talked about a point guard that showed some interest in coming to your school, and you said, you know, you, Mike, you haven't seen us play lately. I, I think we might be at a different level, but let me go watch the young man play, and maybe our JV program is something that he can start out at. And I kind of walked away thinking, huh. You know, probably not going to go watch that kid play because he's watching a lot of kids. And then I got a call back from somebody a week later saying that you were at the game and you had a conversation with somebody, a part of his family, saying, hey, look, we might be an opportunity. There, there's an opportunity for him. Might have to start on our JV team. But if, if he wants to come and work hard, and, you know, we'd certainly like to have that conversation. So I was really pleased to, to find out that a week after you and I had that conversation, you went to see that young man play. When you're talking to kids nowadays, I know when you first got to MATC, it was just getting kids to come and be part of your program. Now you can be a little bit more selective, correct? Yeah, most definitely. We, you know, we've definitely put in the work and, and built something here, and we're we're definitely at a different level now than than when we walked in the doors here. Uh, again, that's a credit to our staff and every young man, man that has walked through our institution because they've helped build this. But we are definitely at a different level now, and to compete at the national level and to to get to a number one in the country ranking, you know that we have to bring in a different different kid now, and you know kids that are are just on the cusp of you know playing at a big level, you know, at a four-year institution that, that needs maybe just a little more time or a little more exposure um, to, to help get them there. So it is it is definitely something that, uh, you know, it, it's a different type of kid now. He is Randy Casey, the head ba- head men's basketball coach at MATC, 30-1 and one this year, ranked number one in the country when this season uh, came to an end. And I feel bad for him, his staff, his school, and certainly his his roster, his team, and that that entire program. Um, Randy, thanks a lot. I, I appreciate you giving me the time today. I know this is not, you know, it's either a root canal or coming on my show. So I appreciate you picking <laughs> picking this show and and allowing me to highlight the fact that you've uh, over 400 wins in your career, uh, second straight season. That uh, Randy Casey is the coach of the year, District Three. Um, and he is the coach of the year in the North Central Community College Conference. If Randy Casey calls to talk to your son about playing basketball, pick up the call. 
pick up the call. If nothing else, you're going to enjoy the conversation that that you have. Uh, tell your dad I said hello. Tell Travis thank you so much for, for the work that he does. And I look forward to seeing you in the gym once they open back up again. I appreciate it, sir. And, again, I just want to put it out there that I, I appreciate everything that these young men did this year. And it was, you know, a hard way to end it. I know there's a lot of other – you know, young men, especially at the high school level and at the college level, that didn't get to reach the goals that they put out there for themselves this year, and uh, I feel for all of them. Randy, we're going to talk to a bunch of them. Uh, in fact, uh, thank you so much. That's Randy Casey from MATC. On the other side of the break, Latrell Fleming, associate head coach on the women's side at IUPUI, will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented, as always, by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I'm Mike McGivern. Going to be flying solo, I think, in the studio for a while, but thank goodness we've got uh, really good guests the next guy, if, if you've been a part of Wisconsin high school basketball in this area for a long time, for as long as I have, you know the, the name Latrell Fleming. And I get asked every once in a while, what's going on? Where's Latrell? Well, you know what? He is doing great. And uh, he was as good a basketball player as come out of this area. I'll tell you that. He uh, played at Dominican, and uh, Coach Wallersheim and I have coached together for a long time. He, uh, I'll, I'll say it, I don't think he will. He made a mistake, transferred out of Dominican, ended up at Wisconsin, and found out he had a medical issue, and he is a Badger through and through. He's now the associate head coach for the women's team at IUPUI, which is Indiana University, Purdue University in Indianapolis. And they, man, what a great season that they were having when this thing, this thing ended. I reached out to Latrell to see if I can get a few minutes with him, and he certainly um, is uh, welcome on this show anytime. Latrell Fleming, how you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for uh, for spending a couple of minutes with us. I, I can't tell you, every once in a while I'll be in a gym and somebody will go, hey, what, do you know where Latrell is? And I'll go, yeah, he's coaching the women's side. And I always get those letters mixed up. I think that's probably easy to do here in, in Wisconsin. Hey, before we get into this year's team and, and uh, how you guys found out and how hard it is for your seniors, can we talk a little bit about your journey from, from Milwaukee up to Madison? And then after uh, coaching or after your, your years at, at Madison, how you got to, uh, to the college that you're at? And did you always know coaching was going to be in your blood? Okay, like you said before, um, I'm with the Dominican my freshman and sophomore year. Then I transferred, finished up at Milwaukee Marshall junior senior year. And then my freshman year at the University of Wisconsin, I was diagnosed with a heart condition, so I couldn't play anymore. Not being able to play anymore, I became a student assistant under Bo Ryan. My first year was Bo Ryan, first year in the University of Wisconsin. So with that, by not being able to play anymore, I looked at different options on different ways I could stay around the game of basketball. And Coach Ryan and the rest of the coaching staff kind of took me under their wing. And then that's when I decided I kind of wanted to get into the coaching field. Well, man, so, good, good for you. And you and you did some things here in the Milwaukee market for a while in AAU and some other things at UWM. Um, did that just kind of fuel the fire to, for, for this whole thing for you? Well, people always ask me start coaching 
girls or women's basketball. And it all started when I first got out of college. I was looking for something to do. And my fiance, her sister, um, just graduated from Marquette and asked me to come help coach a eighth grade, ninth grade girls AAU basketball program. Um, prestige. I don't know if some of you guys know that out of Milwaukee. Yep. But me coming from the Big Ten, I'm like, I don't want to coach girls in basketball. <laughs> right. so I'll come help you out. So I go help her out, and I kind of enjoyed it. And then I stayed with that same group for two to three years, and that same group went five for five with scholarship, ten for ten with scholarships, whether it was Division One or Division Two. Wow. And by me doing that, I was able to stay in contact with different coaches. And then once that team graduated. Kyle Reckless offered me the video coordinating job at Milwaukee. Then we just went from there. Hey, let me, if you, uh, you know the name Latrell Fleming, but let me remind you a little bit. Won a state championship at John Marshall in 2001. He was a McDonald's All-American nominee, and he was named one of the top 50 seniors in the country by Sporting News in that same season. And I know that people were so excited here in the Milwaukee market when he decided to, to accept the scholarship up at Wisconsin, because we were going to be able to get, continue to get a chance to watch this young man play. And I, I know that uh, it was very difficult for Latrell and his family and the people around him and, and his fans here that he was not going to be able to continue to play. But people were certainly happy that they, they found this, this heart condition um, and, and said, look, it's not safe for you to play. He is now a spokesperson for the American Heart Association, or Foundation, excuse me, junior board member of the YMCA Greater Milwaukee. Um, he is a member of the NAACP, spent five years in the bank as a banking analyst in Milwaukee at M&I, and I think decided maybe being a banking analyst or being an associate head coach, boy, it's got to be more fun uh, to be an associate head coach. Hey, can I ask, where were you when you found out that that this uh, this season, that magical run you guys were on, had come to an end? Well, I was at home. We kind of figured it was going to happen when they started uh, shutting down the Big Ten tournament because our conference tournament ended before the Big Ten man tournament, tournament even started. So we kind of like figured, figured that it was going to happen. So basically I was over our head coach house, and he got the news from our athletic director that they're going to cancel all the – it was – Kind of a bummer, but we kind of expected it when they started um, canceling all the Big Ten and the Big East tournaments and of that nature on the men's side. Hey, I got to ask you, you know, you um, on February 23rd at home, you guys lost to Green Bay 61-58. And then just a couple weeks later in the Horizon League, first first round, you, you beat Cleveland State 71-54. And then Green Bay, who's they were the number two seed, and they had just beat you at home a couple weeks prior. You guys beat them 51-37. What was the difference, Latrell, in, in those three weeks that you were able to beat a team that had beaten you at your place and then a couple weeks later beat them pretty handily, 51-37? Well, I just think when they, when come conference tournament time, our, I felt as if our girls were locked in. We talked about after the championship game, the look in their eyes, and they were just hungry. And they really paid attention to the scouting part and really locked in defensively. It was one of like the better defensive performance in the tournament history. I think Green Bay, they didn't score in the fourth quarter, and in the first quarter they only had four points. Wow. So I just think that they locked in defensively. And uh, 
And also, they didn't shoot not one free throw the whole game. So it was a great defensive effort. So we always preached defense, and that's what they did. Hey, Latrell, I coached on the boys' side for 36 years. And during those 36 years, I was coaching at a small Christian school in Menominee Falls called Calvary Baptist, and they didn't have a girls' coach. The guy who did it, had to, he got shifted to second shift, couldn't do it. They couldn't find anybody. My son talked me into doing both. And after coaching girls for two years, this is what I came out with, that it's very social for them, but but they come to practice hard every single day. Like, it's a social event before practice and after, but during practice they come hard, they go hard every day. On the boys' side, I find guys kind of pick their spots. They'll go hard, you know, half of this practice and a quarter of the practice two days later. But girls seem to go hard every single day. Do you find that to be true as well? I find that to be true as well. And I feel like um, girls probably listen or women. I get it. I mean, I'm at the level where I call them women. Yep. Uh, women, I feel as if they listen more. I feel as if they pay more attention to details. And I feel like their end goal is probably different than guys. I feel like women care more about academics and guys care more about the athletic play, whereas, like, the sixth player on a horizontally bad team probably still think he can make it to the NBA. Right. Whereas the sixth player on the horizontally team, on a bad team, and on the women's side is thinking about how she's going to get into medical school. So that's just a big difference in the dynamics of women versus male. Men. Hey, hey, looking at your roster, I love the fact that you have two Wisconsin kids playing. Um, two women from uh, one from McGuanago, one from Hortonville, and and I would assume that you had a lot to do with getting these these girls there, these women there. Excuse me. When when you're talking to a, a senior or a junior in high school, and and you have to tell them what it takes to play at your level, at the next level, can you kind of go through a little bit for the people that are listening that might have girls that that are juniors and seniors that 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 want to play college basketball, what what does it take for these these women to, to make that step from high school basketball to, to college basketball? First, you have to decide if you want to be committed because it takes a huge commitment level. For instance, because um, you're coming from being the star of your high school team to being – Everybody, to have been in a situation where everybody is where stars coming from, where they're coming from. So are you a player that your freshman year might not be playing the minutes that you thought you were? Can you stay focused and get through that? Or are you going to be a player that want to go home and and give up? So I feel as if you got to first figure out if this is something that you want to do because the commitment level, especially at the Division One level, is, like, really tough. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, do you get home to Milwaukee much? Here and there. Um, we're so busy during the try to get home after the season. But I recruit Wisconsin a lot, like you said. So if I'm in an area recruiting, I'll stop by my mom's house or visit some friends. Hey, do do me a favor. Next time, if you're in this market recruiting, you want to come in studio and spend a couple of uh a couple of segments with me to talk a little bit about some of the things that that you tell these kids, and and certainly about the college that you're at. Um, you know what? You've got my number now. Please give me a call, and I'd love to have you come in studio one day and and just kind of talk about you know growing up in the city of Milwaukee, the youth program, all the stuff that you did, the playgrounds that you played on, and I would love to get people um, kind of back into what you're doing and and uh, certainly celebrate. What uh, what you're doing at uh, IUPUI? 
Oh, no problem. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, you sure was call or test. You man, you bet. Into the town. Coach Wallersheim says hello. By the way. Oh, tell him I say hello. I haven't seen football uh, in a long time. Yeah, so, he doing. I know he had a good season a couple. Yeah, I, years back. I was uh, back. I was back with him and retired last year after we won the state championship. And now that they've they've canceled the state championship, I guess we're a two year state champ. I don't know how that works, Latrell, but we're uh we'll put that banner back up because at this point we're still the defending Division three champ. So he is Latrell yeah. Fleming, associate head coach at IUPUI. I really appreciate a couple of minutes of your time. Have a good weekend, Latrell. Thanks for having me. You got it. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, a couple of seniors from Sussex Hamilton, Carson Smith and Lucas Finnessy, are going to join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. So the last game I got a chance to see this year, saw a lot of basketball. First year retired from coaching, got a chance to see a lot of basketball and made the decision probably about 4 o'clock that Thursday. Get a hold of the uh, the athletic director at Germantown and said, hey, can I come out? Uh, can you put my name on the list? I can come out and watch uh watch this game, and she was kind enough to do that. So I got a chance to see Sussex Hamilton play Arrowhead. And I'll tell you what, the first half of that game, I was sitting next to a couple of guys that said, man, Hamilton's playing at a really high level. They hit a ton of shots. They defended well. Arrowhead made a game of it the second half, but that first half was really impressive. And I reached out to Coach Cerrone last week, talked to him a little bit about how hard it was for him, his staff, and especially those seniors. And this uh, week I thought, let's reach out to a couple seniors from a number of teams where their seasons ended abruptly and say, hey, look, congratulations. You guys did great. So from Sussex Hamilton, Carson Smith and Lucas Finnessy are joining us. Hey, Carson, thanks for a couple minutes of your time. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. Let's start with you. Um, I know that uh, talking to Coach Cerrone, they found out about 11 o'clock that night did you have an idea that at the end of that game that that might be the the, the end of your high school career? Uh, no, I for sure thought that would not be the end of my high school oh. career. So waking up the next morning, I got the news, and I was just heartbroken. I couldn't believe what I saw. Carson, I feel bad because I you got to admit that first half, boy, you uh. That that team, that Sussex Hamilton team. I don't know. I haven't seen you all year. I, I think I saw you one other time earlier in the year. But boy, that first half was about as high a level a high school play as I'd seen all year. Yeah, I mean, we were clicking both offensively and defensively that half. Uh, probably one of our best halves of the season. We just we're getting in a groove and we're just having fun with it. Hey, we're also joined by Lucas Finnessy, and, and, and if you know that name, he's a really good basketball player. He's really good, but man, he's an unbelievable football player. I've gotten a chance to see him play a number of times, being the sideline reporter for the Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week. Lucas is uh, signed, sealed, delivered. He's going to be a gopher. He's going up to Minnesota, and uh, I told him I might give him a little smack for that on the air. He said, that's fine. I've heard it all. Lucas Finnessy, how you doing today? 
I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks a lot for coming. It's your time. Similar to Carson, um, did did you have any idea when you drove home from that Arrowhead game that that might be your last high school basketball game? Uh, no, I had no idea. We were all um, celebrating in the locker room that night like we usually do after a win, and we were just having a good time. And then I actually found out that night I was still up compared to Carson where he was already asleep. But um, you were I was up, still up. I was actually doing your yeah, homework, right? Room. You're doing your yeah. homework. Uh, no, I yeah. was just, uh, hey, don't no, no. Luke, Lucas. Let's try this again. You were doing your homework, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's the answer. To that you got to give us on that. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because during the warmups, I turned to the guy to my right and I said, "Hey, I'll tell you what. I think they're probably going to put Lucas Finnessy on on Gilmore." And he goes, "Oh, I don't know." I said, "I'm telling you." That kid, he'll defend Gilmore. And Gilmore had a really good second half. He's a heck of a basketball player going to Wisconsin. Um, but that first half, I thought you did a really good job on him. And the game plan that Coach Cerrone and the staff had to, to defend him, I thought, was excellent. Thank you. Yeah, it was a they had a great game plan. Um, the coaches really worked hard on it. And, yeah, like you said, Gilmore's a very good player. So we were able to shut him down in the first half, and then they – they changed some things on offense in the second half, so we had to adjust as well in defense, and then that's when he started hitting a couple shots. And you know, we knew that was going to happen. Like I said, he's a good player, so yeah, I saw him against uh, saw him against Kimberly, and he had the same kind of second half. And uh, you know, they make their adjustments, and and he, you're right, he had a great second half. They made it a game a little bit down the stretch, but I, I don't think there was ever um, at least when it, I left, probably with a minute to go. There wasn't uh, any doubt who was going to win that game. Hey, Carson Smith, you, you were heading to Northern Michigan, correct? That's correct. Hey, congratulations on that. What What about that program and campus drew you to Northern Michigan? I think one of the big reasons I decided to go there was because of the coach, uh, Coach Markazak. I think he's just a great guy. I think you're going to really turn around the program and make it a, a powerhouse up there in the next few years here. Yeah, I just I like his style of play as well, so I think that attracted me the most. Yeah, there's a young man that I coached last year uh, from Greendale, Martin Luther, uh, Xavier Jones, who is who's there, and and I got a chance to talk to him um, over the Christmas break, and and he really likes the campus, he likes uh, coach, and he likes the the direction that that whole program is going. So I think that's a really good decision for you, and congratulations on on that, Lucas. The uh, we had a little time to talk off the air. Um, about your decision to go to Minnesota. And, and like I told you, I've, I've had family members that went to school there that just adored the campus and the whole community. Um, congratulations on that. Playing in the Big Ten certainly is, is a high level of, of football. What about the Minnesota um, program drew you to, to make that decision? Um, I was able to visit my junior year, and that's when I committed, and I just – when I was on my visit in the spring there, I just loved the campus, like you said. Just a great city to be in. And then also, like, the coaches and teammates, they have a great culture up there, and I really feel like I can fit in great in their program. And it's just going to be a good time. And I know that they're turning things around, as you, as you can see. Like last year, they had a really good season. Really good. They won yep. a very, very good bowl game on New Year's Day, and they're just turning things around, which is awesome to see. Hey, how much what's going on now in our world um, changes, Lucas, and I'll start with you, changes what you can do now. I, I would assume that 
Uh, the, the staff up there has told you what they're looking for as far as making sure you're, you're staying fit and working out and getting in the weight room, things like that. Is there anything right now that's changing what, what you're able to do? Um, it's a little harder to do some of the workouts that we're supposed to do just because we don't have the equipment to do it, but they also sent us um, some other workouts that we can do, some without weights and then some with like um, some dumbbells. And So they're trying to make everything work and, yeah, just trying to stay fit, running and just stuff like that. Have, have they talked to you? You're going to play linebacker up there. Have they talked to you about um... – what what next year is going to be like as far as were you redshirted? Were you are you thinking about there's a chance to get on the field as a freshman? What's your, what's your thought on that? Um, they haven't told me anything specifically about next year. They'll probably just wait till I get up there. But I, I think I have a good chance of playing. You know, special teams maybe, but I'm not really sure. I'm not really too worried about it. I'll just wait till I get up there and hey, take it from there. Do you know? Do they play? Um, at Camp Randall next year, or they go up to they playing at home against uh, Wisconsin? Uh, they're at they're at Camp Randall next oh, year. Oh man, what what do you think that's going to be like? Uh, and I'm sure you've uh, watched enough Badger football in your day, and maybe gone up to Camp Randall for some games. You're going to be on the opposite sideline. Uh, you're going to be fired up for that one. Yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, a Badger fan for sure. Always watching their games, and it's going to be kind of cool um, playing at the place that I always dreamed of playing it so well and a good time I feel like yeah I wish that uh I you know I wish Wisconsin would have uh, gotten in, in into the sweepstakes for you a little bit earlier and and uh that would have happened but certainly playing it up at Minnesota I'll, I'll root for you every game except one every year just so you know that <laughs> thank you yeah. I appreciate it hey Carson uh let's end with this um, your favorite memory, and I'm going to ask all the seniors that are joining us today, your favorite memory of being part of Sussex-Hamilton basketball, um, what would that be? I would say just uh, being able to travel. Um, last year we got to go to Florida for a few games. This year we got to go to St. Louis, play against a really good Chaminade team, and then we got to play uh, at Northwestern as well. So I think that's been very fun, probably the best memories I've made throughout my high school career. Yeah, I watched that one where you played uh, down at Northwestern. That was a good team you guys competed with. They were really good. Mm-hmm. That uh, good for you. Hey, Lucas, uh, same question. Uh, favorite memory for uh, being part of uh, Andy Cerrone and his staff in the Sussex Hamilton basketball program. What would that be? I mean, obviously, like playing the games and practices were fun, but I think the. My favorite was all the team dinners that we had to have. Um, just being together, close with the guys outside of basketball was just nice for a change. We would always do that before our Friday games, and it was just fun to relax and to spend quality time with each other off the court. Man, that's good. You know, two really um, great answers. I, I as a as an ex basketball coach, I I love the fact when when people bring up things outside of hey, we went to state or we. You know, we won a big game. When you're talking about the stuff you guys are talking about, it's all those memories that you guys will have of traveling together or hanging out at somebody's house before a game. I I really appreciate that stuff. Hey, guys, uh, we'll finish with this. Carson, any worries about being homesick when you go to northern Michigan? Are you going to try to get home as much as possible, or are you looking forward to having some freedom? Um, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I'll miss my miss my parents and my brothers a little bit, but I think I'll enjoy it up there a lot. So, 
Hey, Carson, multi-sport athlete? Uh, no, just basketball. Excellent. Hey, um, Lucas, any uh, any feeling like you're gonna you're gonna miss uh, miss home a little bit? Yeah, I kind of like the same answer as Carson. I'll enjoy it up there, but for sure, I'll probably miss my family, my parents, and my sister. But uh, I think it's gonna be a great time, and I'm ready to I'm ready for it. Well, guys, they will. Uh, they both uh, Carson and Lucas, your family will get up to watch you guys play. Um, I feel I feel really bad for the seniors on on teams where the the season just ended, because I know how cool it is to be part of sectional sectional finals. You know that sectional game that you beat Arrowhead. I the fact that you guys came out and played so well the first half is really. Uh, I, I just can't commend you, the players enough because it was the the. The whole gym was kind of like a varsity reserve game, I thought. And for you guys to come out and play like you did, um, I, I just really commend you and, and the senior leadership on that team. Carson Smith, thank you so much. Good luck uh, up at Northern Michigan. Lucas Finnessy, yeah, good luck Except every every week except one as a gopher on that football team. I really appreciate your time, and, and congratulations and a great season. Thank you. You bet. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, a couple of uh, girls from DSHA, Jaden O'Brien and Anna Miske, are going to join us. And there's a different story. They were up at the Rush Center or driving to the Rush Center when they found out. But they did something. They had a little bit of closure in it. And we'll tell you how they did that on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Austin Delaney is my producer. So, Austin, when I told you my ne- one of my next two guests that I'd whoop her in the 100, I, you're still laughing. Yeah, I'm just picturing you tailing her. Out of the block, man. Jaden O'Brien have no shot. I, not only would I get her in the 100, then we'd turn around and do the, the hurdles, whatever length she wants to do. I watched her doing some hurdles on, on video today. Can you still get over those hurdles? Man, I'd whoop her. No, I wouldn't whoop her. I'm just kidding. We are now joined by two seniors from DSHA. And I, I'm telling you, I'm only kidding about Jaden O'Brien. She's one of our guests along with Anna Miski. Jaden O'Brien, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know us Irish people, we talk a lot of smack. I, I would, <laughs> man, Jaden is going to Notre Dame on a track scholarship. And she doesn't just do one event or two events. She does like seven, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and your mom was your hurdle, your your coach. Is that correct for the hurdles? Yep. Four time, four time high school state champion. Your mom was. Yeah. She's been amazing. Man, I'll tell you. And and here's my favorite part of the Jaden O'Brien story. I said, Jaden, what's going on now? School's closed, and she said, Look, I got a lot of brothers and sisters, and we're home, and my dad's company is closed down, so he's there too, and. How many, how many siblings, how many O'Brien kids are there? So there's seven of us. Oh, I have man. five brothers and one sister. Is there one of the group that's causing the most trouble? You don't have to name him or her, but is there one that's causing the most trouble? You know, I think there's a little there's a little gang of them. There's about two <laughs> or four of them that really <laughs> set it off. I think that is so funny to me. I really do. Anna Bisky, how you doing? 
I'm doing well. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, girls, thank you so much for coming on. So I, you know, I feel horrible. Um, you guys, the, the the two seniors before you from Sussex Hamilton and the two seniors from New Berlin Eisenhower joining us next were were they they got through the sectional semifinals, and then they got the call that either that night or the next morning that their season was over. You guys, it was a different story. You'd won the sectionals, and were you heading up to the rest center when when you guys found out? Um, we were actually all in the hotel. We had already had bed checks. Our doors were taped, and we were all getting ready for bed in our hotel in Green Bay oh. when we found out. Jaden, that had to just be, uh, you know, the fact that you guys were all together may have helped it, but I, I just can't, I, I don't comprehend the kind of pain that that must have caused for you seniors, Jaden. Yeah, it was it was really hard. I mean, we were in a great spot, just how we were playing and the energy we had. We were really excited just to um, verse Bayport and just, I guess, give them a run for their money. And so, yeah, it was definitely heartbreaking. Um, honestly, just because of how abrupt it was, like we had no idea this was going to come. So, Hey, Jaden, a follow-up question to you, and you talk about how you were playing. I have to talk to you guys about the Watertown game because I, I've coached, I coached a long time, and there always seems to be in the regional, in that journey to get to state, there's always a game in there that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to guys like me that are sitting in the studio but you guys beat Watertown in the regional final in double overtime. And it was 57-56. And when you get out of a game like that, you just kind of take a breath and go, man, okay, thank goodness we got that one. It shouldn't have been that close, but now let's move on to the next one. Jaden, is that how you guys felt after the Watertown game? Yeah, so honestly, we viewed it as a wake-up call. Um, we went into that game, I wouldn't say overly confident, but – I mean, we knew we had a good chance of winning, and I think, I mean, our shots weren't falling. Like, stuff happened during the game, but um, we really took that game to heart, and we decided, like, that could have been our last game. Right. That's not going to happen again. So we, we really bumped it up, I guess, after yeah, that game. For, you know, I'm looking at your scores, and, I mean, I, there are games where you're in the 80s and the high 70s. You had 14 in the first half against Watertown, and that in, in the locker room, and I've been in those locker rooms. Jaden and Anna, where you look at each other and go, what's going on? Like, are you kidding? We need to wake up. We need to go play. And you guys get back and get to overtime. It's tied after the first overtime, and you outscore them 9-8. to eight, And you're right. It's got to be a wake-up call. Hey, I, I love the fact, Anna, that um, you guys did some something when you were up in Green Bay. You're in the hotel. You find out that the season's over. But you didn't just then, the next morning, get on the bus and come home. You guys went over to the rush center, correct? That is correct. So in December, when we went up to play at Bayport, our coach walked us through the rest center doors and said that we will be back here in three months. And I think that some of us had never even seen the rest center, and it was just a good time to have some closure on the whole season and some of us on our whole basketball careers. So we got to the rest center, and most of the teams were already there. And we got onto the court against Bayport, and – they started announcing our names, and we got on the court, played 66, all the seniors on the court at once. Mind you, there were like two feet hoops without a ball, and we scrimmaged each other without a ball. It was kind of entertaining, but it definitely put some good closure on the whole experience. Boy, I and, and you know what? I'm so happy that your coach and your coaching staff and you guys – 
thought about doing that because it it does it it gives a little closure to you that maybe you didn't have and you got a chance to kind of look at the girls from Bayport and I know in your mind you're thinking man you guys are so lucky I know they're they, they won division they they won the state championship last year and they were looking to repeat but I know what you guys were thinking was look you guys are lucky that this happened because we're going to get you this uh this time hey Jordan uh Jaden excuse me your favorite memory of of being part of the DSHA uh basketball program what would that be um, so to start off, my sister, Caitlin, she's a sophomore at DS. Um, she made varsity this year, and one of our goals for the season was that she would make varsity um, and that we'd be able to play my senior year together and then also to make it to state, and we accomplished both those goals. So that was a great start to the season. And honestly, I could talk about so much, our team sleepovers, our team dodgeball fights, but um, – what I really cherish the most would be, well, one, the fans that we had. Shout out to DSHA fans. You guys are great. Um, but also the dance parties we'd have before each game. Um, our team had some intense energy. We were just nuts before games. So just, I, I guess, getting pumped up before the games with my team is something I'll always remember. Hey, Jaden, um, with the last name O'Brien, last name is McGivern, we're a couple of Irish people. I, us Irish people don't have a ton of rhythm. How'd you do in those dance contests? You know, I really tried. But <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, we might have a little rhythm, but not certainly not not enough to win any kind of dance party. Um, those are great answers, and I love the fact that you talked about the fans from DSHA because it's legendary. I mean, they really support their athletic programs over there, and um, we're going to talk – um, quickly about about the idea of going to Notre Dame. I know on a big, you're a big time track star and, and a multi sport athlete, which I love. the the um, The decision to go to Notre Dame was that a difficult one for you? Because I know there was a number of offers from other schools. Yeah, so I'd say that was probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Um, my final three choices were between Notre Dame, University of Tennessee, and University of Minnesota. And all those places had great things to offer. I mean, the coaches, the team, academics, like everything. Um, But what made me decide Notre Dame was, so I'm Catholic and faith is very important to me. So Notre Dame being a Catholic university, um, I thought that I could grow my faith there. Also academics at Notre Dame is pretty, pretty great. Um, But then also the coach and the team, I really felt like I connected with them and that they'll give me the best opportunity to get to or to make me into what I want to become later on in life. And, you know, you certainly touched down Jesus maybe was saying, hey, Jaden, come on, you got to come here, man. You know, <laughs> going to a football game at, at Notre Dame, I've been on the campus, have not been to a game, and I look forward to doing that one day. It's kind of on my bucket list. And uh, it's just a wonderful campus. Um, Anna, how about you, your, your uh, favorite memory being part of DSHA? Yeah, so as Jaden touched on, there's definitely so many memories that, we cherished throughout our basketball careers but I think the one that stands out to me most is the last game that we got to play in the sectional final um we just had so many fans there a a lot of my family was there old coaches new coaches our team was just brought an energy that we had never seen before and we kind of just blew them out of the water right away and I think that that was just a good way to cap off the season even though we didn't know that would have been our last game 
Boy, that's a good answer. And, and you know, as a, a, again, a former basketball coach, I always think I've had a chance to be in sectionals and sectional finals and have been up to state. I, I think that the sectional semi and the sectional finals are the best. I can tell you about games where we lost in sectional finals, and this was 15, 20 years ago. But to, to the state championship games that I've had a chance to, to be a part of and win, I don't know if I can tell you a ton about those games, but those sectional semis and the sectional finals, man, I can tell you a lot about all the ones I've been in. Anna, what, uh, what's the future hold for you? Are you, uh, are you going on to college? And if so, do you know where? Um, yeah, so I will be taking the pre-dental route at either Case Western Reserve University or Marquette University. Man, good for you. You know, I asked your coach to give me um, two seniors, and he said, this is really hard. But I can, And I asked for two girls that would be good ambassadors for their family and their school and their community. And I have to, I have to tell you guys, you, you guys fit all of that, and I really appreciate it. Jaden, what's the name of the company that your dad works for? Uh, Best Version Media. And he is, uh, he's working from home right now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we all are. And it's, uh, I, can, I can tell you, let him know it's a lot easier for me since my kids are grown and I don't, and none of my grandkids are living with me, that it's a lot easier for me than it is for him, I'm sure. Uh, Jaden O'Brien, thank you. Good luck at Notre Dame. Anna, good luck with your decision on which, which college you go to. I really appreciate your time. And uh, I, I, I'm so sorry that this happened to you guys, but it sounds like. You know, being able to get to the rest center certainly had some closure for you. So, Jaden, thank you very much. Anna, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. You bet. That's Jaden O'Brien and Anna Miske, DSHA seniors. Boy, I'll tell you what. They uh, listen to their bet. That's Jaden O'Brien and Anna Miske, DSHA seniors. Boy, I'll tell you what. They uh, listen to their what, what their favorite memories were. Their fans the dance party, you know, getting together, being that sectional final game that Anna talked about, about the energy and how the team played and came out of the block. And when when you talk about them beating Watertown in double overtime and you talk to Jaden O'Brien about it, and her first quote was, yeah, that's a wake-up call. You know, our season almost ended against a team that we felt pretty confident that we could beat and we weren't going to lose again. I, I talked to, to them, and Bayport beat them early in the in the year. When I talked to Jaden, she said, look, we had some injuries. We, I think that we had a much better chance to, to, to beat them. And she, her last comment was, boy, I really wanted that chance. So these are really good kids. They're going to do great at Notre Dame or wherever Anna decides. Uh, they're going to do great things in, in the communities that they settle in, I'll tell you that. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, two more seniors. These guys from New Berlin Eisenhower. Boy, what a great year. I don't know if anybody every, anybody else knows this. Their coach let me know this because I didn't know it either. They basically led the state in scoring. They were the highest scoring team in the state, top three division, 80 points a game they were scoring. And uh, if you look at there wasn't one guy. It was like six guys with double figures. And we'll talk with these two young men, Zach and Ben, on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaching Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show as always presented by our friends at your local pick and save stores. Hey, when you go shopping, be nice to those guys. They're working hard. They are really, really working hard. And I, I appreciate every last one of them. I get a chance to talk to those guys a lot. And, and thank you so much to Emily and Jed. Jed Hansen, Emily Williamson. Um, they just work really hard, and everybody at their local stores are uh, putting in a lot of hours to make sure that you know we get fed and we get uh, we get what we need because this is a different time time in our world. It, it's certainly not anything I've ever been through, and I uh, want to thank uh, those guys at the local pick and save store. I also want to say thank Scott Witt, the basketball coach at New Berlin Eisenhower. I can tell you he's a numbers guy. He is a detailed numbers guy. And he sent me a lot of information. We're not going to have time to get to, to, to all of it. But, look, they scored way – I should have been on top of this, but I wasn't with what I do. Um, they're the highest-scoring team in the state, uh, scoring over 80 points a game. And I'll tell you what, this was a team that was rolling at the end. They had uh, they had lost a couple of games in February, and then once they started – um, in February 18th, they didn't lose. They beat Horlick, beat West Dallas Central, Brown Deer, South Milwaukee, Whitnell, and Catholic Memorial, who was playing really well at that point. And we are joined by two seniors, Zach Hypus and Ben Lapp are joining us right now. Hey, Zach, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, I'm so sorry this happened to you guys. And I'm wondering, and when I talked to uh, two seniors from uh, Sussex-Hamilton, did you find out that night on that Thursday night, or did uh, you find out on Friday morning? Um, I found out Thursday night at, like, 11 p.m. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I'm so sorry that that, uh, that this happened. And even the sectional semifinals against Catholic Memorial, I, I didn't see your game. I went to a different game. And I don't know if you'd ever played in a varsity reserve game, Zach. But that's how it felt to me, and that's not how sectional semifinals should be. It, there, there should be a waiting line outside, guys trying to scalp tickets you can't get in, and you got and you didn't have that opportunity this year as a senior to go through that. Pretty painful, right? Yeah, we we all thought it would be like a weird atmosphere, but like surprisingly, um, well, not surprisingly, our like parents brought a lot of like energy during the game. Oh, like that's obviously. It obviously looked weird, like not having a lot of people. Considering, like uh, last week we played with like a full stand. Right. Hey, um, a little bit about Zach, just so you guys get an idea on on who he is. Second team, um, all conference a junior. First team as a senior. He finished his career thirteenth all time scoring at Eisenhower, which is a lot because they've had some great scores there. He's a scholar athlete, three point nine nine GPA. And he also played soccer. He's a multi-sport athlete. Zach, do you know what's going on with you next year yet? Uh, I think I'm going to go to UW-Milwaukee to study business. Good for you. That's excellent. You. Yep. We're also joined by Ben Lapp. He, is, uh, he was a three-time 
uh, varsity performer at Sussex or at Sussex Hamilton, at New Berlin Eisenhower, excuse me. And I talked to his coach a little bit about Ben, and he said, "Look, this is the reason a kid like Ben is the reason that we had so much success this year." He, you know, we changed a little bit what we were doing offensively. It uh, it took away a little bit of time for him, but man, he walked in and practiced hard every day. He he, obviously it had to be disappointing for him for his senior year, but he never showed it. He uh, he just worked really hard. And Ben, I want to congratulate you because I I know how disruptive guys that that aren't happy with things like that can be. So you know what? Congratulations on a great career at New Berlin Eisenhower. Yeah, thank you. I, was, I yeah, for the team, I wanted to make it as far as we could, and I was willing to make the sacrifices I had to make to make it as far as we did. Hey, Ben, we we don't need to get into the football season, but your whole senior year has been jacked up, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of things I would have never predicted that happened. But I, I got to tell you that, you know, the football program got hung in there, you know, and, and continued to play really well when, when everybody, including me, thought there was no chance. And and you know what? I watched your your football team come together as a team, and guys that you know none of us thought were going to get a chance to play much stepped up and played, and kept everything rolling. And now the basketball team, you know, you guys had a really good season. You you, you tied for first with a couple teams in the woodland, and had a really good chance um, to go to state. And I I just feel bad for the way this thing kind of worked out uh, for you and your fellow seniors. Um, ben, were you surprised at all at the amount of success that this basketball team was having? Um, to be honest, not really. I thought like going to summer league, we had a really good team, and we felt like we had a ton of chemistry, and we believed that we had the talent to do it, even though maybe others didn't. And I thought as a team, we just we worked really well, and we all had the same goal to try and make it to state at the beginning of the season. Hey, when um, when you realized, and I don't know if, if if Coach Witt or if it just kind of played itself out, that 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 the the amount of time that you were going to have um, on the court this season was going to dwindle a little bit. Um, how did you? How did you, did it take you a day or two to go? Okay, look, I'm a senior. I'm a leader. I need to just kind of stay the course. Or that had to be something in your in your head that you know you had. There was some disappointment there, right? Yeah, I mean, it was hard, obviously, because, like, I love basketball and I love playing, and I wanted to play as much as I could. But at the same time, I knew that I just keep going, and there's no time for me to sit and worry about it, or else it could have impacted the way our team played. Hey, uh, Zach and Ben, when I talk to Scott Witt, and he talks about this, this team, he talks about that senior class really glowingly. He talks about them... Like man, this is going to be a really difficult seniors to to you know say goodbye to because they've met so much to this program. And when I talk about Zach being a great student athlete, look, Ben isn't far behind. Great, uh, great student athlete. He's got a GPA of of three point eight one, and uh, both multi sport athletes. Zach played soccer. Ben played football. Hey, um, Zach. When when you made the decision to go to UWM and 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 the business side. Being a, 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 such a strong student athlete, were there a number of choices for you? Is, uh, did you want to stay close to home? Um, I kind of wanted to stay close to home. I uh, debated playing basketball for a while, but I just don't see myself doing that, I guess. So I wanted to stay close to home, and I liked the campus at UW-Milwaukee and 
really enjoyed it there. Last hey, year. hey, Zach, a zillion years ago, um, I had a chance to, to, to play in the intramural program at UWM, and we won the thing. We won the football part, won the basketball part. It's a really good intramural program if you want to still continue to get on the court and get some shots and, you know, get on a team because it's real competitive. Yeah, I'll plan on doing that probably. That's excellent. Hey, Ben, um, your favorite memory of being part of the New Berlin Eisenhower basketball program, can I ask what what would that be? Yeah, uh, my favorite is probably when I dunked. I got... It was against Brian Deere and senior night, and I was just driving to the hoop, and then I got up, and next thing you know, I dunked it, and I hung on the rim and got teed up. <laughs> That's, did, did the place just go nuts? Oh, yeah, it was super loud. Everyone was yeah, everyone was yelling, and everyone was raising the roof in the stands and on the bench. and It was, it was an awesome atmosphere. It was a great feeling. Yeah, and and uh, it was a 96-90 game, so it was pretty, it was pretty close, right? Yeah, well, at the time, we were up by, like, 12 or 13, I think. So I was like, all right, we should be in, like, a pretty good spot to win the game. Man. And then little did I know it would end up in overtime. Yeah, you know what? That uh, I Thank goodness you won it because uh, th- that would not be my favorite memory for you had you guys <laughs> lost that one. Hopefully, you got a tape of it, right? Oh, yeah, no, I, I got videos of it. Yeah, that a boy. Uh, good for you. Hey, Zach, same question. Uh, being part of New Berlin Eisenhower basketball program, can I ask what your favorite memory is? Uh, yeah. So my individual memory is uh, last year at uh, Brookfield Central for the Luke Holman. We played uh, St. John's, and I hit a deep uh, three to send the game into overtime, and we would end up, end up winning in overtime to give them their only loss. And that was just like an inside moment for me. I was on a roll at the time. And for, uh, like, a overall memory, it was probably our last game against Captain Memorial when, like, everyone was um, – when no one could come to the game, it was, like, 88 fans. And when we got off the bus, there were, like, at least 20 kids waiting oh. for us, like, cheering for us. And it was just cool to witness that. That's awesome. Good for them. You know, the New Berlin Eisenhower the, – the, the, the community – of New Berlin Eisenhower is, and I think you guys would agree, is something special when it comes to supporting student athletes. They really do a nice job, I think, of supporting um, you guys all the way through. Hey, Ben, I didn't ask you, do you know what's going on for you next year? Yeah, I'm going to go to Marquette, study business. Man, so you'll you'll stay close to home as well. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. Do you think you guys will... We'll go back to maybe a soccer game or a football game at, at Eisenhower or head back and, and watch a basketball game, or once you go, are you going to be out of there? Uh, I'll come back for sure. I'll check some games out. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about coming to a decent amount of basketball games next year, see how the team's doing, check out how the juniors are. Do you, do you guys feel like uh, they've got a chance to be pretty good next year, some pretty good uh, juniors and, and uh, under, underclassmen over at Eisenhower? And I'll ask you this first, Zach. Um, yeah, I think they got a, a good shot to be good again next year. They got a good class of juniors, and I think some of the sophomores can help out to uh, benefit the team. Hey, Ben, when uh, when when these juniors become seniors, and it's going to be sooner than we think, um, will they look back at the leadership that this senior class showed and guys like you and go look. That's where we found out how to how to be leaders, and we'll we'll just kind of take over for when you guys leave. 
Yeah, I hope so. I tried to leave like a good example for them so they would know how to do it. But I'm sure they have their own styles of leadership as well that will help them get to where they need to be. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I t- talked to Scott and and said, look, I need a couple of seniors. I can't have them in studio with what's going on. So if I can get one or two. And he said, Mike, that's going to be really difficult. And it, I almost said, you know, if it's going to cause any problems, he said, I could get it. These guys would all be really good at this. And I said, well, get me two. And, and uh, we will certainly give kudos to the other seniors that led this New Berlin Eisenhower team to a, re- to a, a, a conference championship and one game away from getting to state. Um, they beat Catholic Memorial 66-50 in the sectional semifinals. The last game of the career of all those seniors at New Berlin Eisenhower. And, and I can tell you guys that your coach can't speak highly enough for you. And I really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, Zach, good luck at UWM. Ben, good luck at Marquette. And uh, thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. You bet. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. Austin Delaney, the producer, and I got a couple things we, I need to talk to this young man about. And then at 11.30, Mike Guys, the AD at Sussex Hamilton. And 11.45, we're going to transition into the WFCA show and talk to Matt Harris, the new head football coach at Arrowhead. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by our local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented, as always, by your local pick-and-save stores, and I've said it this whole show. Um, head to your local pick-and-save stores and thank the people working there because they're working really, really hard. So the cool thing about being, you know, the old guy in the building, the old silver guy in the building, I get a chance to deal with some of these young pups, and, you know, sometimes I say, uh, you know, I want to get up on my mountaintop a little bit and say, hey, you know what? Be careful with this. Be careful with that. So Austin Delaney, who's a producer here and really good young man, even though he went to Sussex Hamilton. I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> he was going to spring training. He was very excited about it. And I talked to him like the day before he was going and got up on the mountaintop a little bit. And I said, hey, listen, you're going there to work, right? He goes, yeah. I said, I was young one time and I got away from home, right? I, I'm out and I said, you got to understand that this is your first trip for Intercom. Don't do anything stupid. You know, don't stay out. Don't go. Yeah, I don't even know. Are you old enough to drink? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Twenty four. Twenty four. Don't uh, don't go sit in the bar all night and you know miss the alarm clock or anything like that. He goes, no, I won't. I said, here's the deal. If you get in trouble and need bail money, call me. I'll send the bail money, but then I'll let you have it when you get back. He goes, man, I appreciate that, but you don't have to worry about me. Well, about 10 minutes into your trip, man, you uh, what happened? Tell me, what, half hour in? Yeah, well, it was a day or two in. I, about an hour into the trip, I was a couple hundred bucks up at the Vegas airport, so that that was good. So the trip started off really nice, but then, uh, yeah, it was about Hold the on, second. Hold on, you won money at the airport in Vegas? I did, yeah. Those yeah, slot you, machines were ding, ding, ding. Man, I, I, I've been there. I haven't been there a long time, but I used to go there every once in a while. I, I got killed there. Those things are so tight. They weren't tight, huh? Yeah, well, it started off. I couldn't get a Wheel of Fortune, you know, if, if I bought it. And 
all of a sudden I switched machines. I hopped to the other side of Tim, and next thing you know, it was I hit Wheel of Fortune like six, seven times. Oh my! It was on. It was unreal. I was. I, I was feeling. I'd it. still be sitting there. I, I, well, that's the thing. We almost missed our flight, so <laughs> we go back. We go back into the you know terminal area, getting ready to board, and Baby Tausch heads the one of the slot machines. I'm like, well, I think I'm gonna follow you. So I head back over there, and I started hitting again. And so I'm in the middle of this run, and Bill turns back to me. He goes, hey, they're boarding our plane right now. We got to go. I'm like, oh, my God. So I quick, quickly cash out and try to run down the lady to you know redeem it because we weren't flying back through Vegas on the right. way home. So I quickly got the stuff, and we were the last people to board the plane getting out of there. So we almost missed that, but we, you know, we were all right. All right, so, then, so let's talk a little bit about what happened when you were in uh... – Arizona. Um, so we are, me and Tim are driving to the Kansas City Royals game. Figured we'd go out to see a road game during the day while Bill's doing the big show. We and had you a few got hours to, to kill. You certainly got to be driving. You don't want Tim yeah, driving. Yeah, no, I didn't want Tim driving. So I'm, I'm driving over there. We're, you know, we figured we'd get some content, throw out some videos while at, while at the game. And uh, we make it about 10 minutes away from American Family Fields of Phoenix when we're stopped at a red light. I'm in the far right lane. Okay. There's a car directly to my left in the middle lane. Okay. So the light turns green, and I start driving through the intersection. Oh, no. And not even before I hit the end of the intersection, the car either swerved into me or just merged into me and sideswiped me. Oh, the guy on the right? The guy, no, no the guy to your on my left-hand left yeah. side, yeah, directly yeah, yeah. on my left, ends up sideswiping me. So I'm freaking out. I pull into the first right turn that I can. Going to a Jack in the Box parking lot, hop out of the car to kind of you know inspect damages and whatnot. We had a few few scrapes. When you open the the driver door, it made like a loud oh, like, no. creak and. And this is a rental car, right? This is a rental car. Did yes. the guy stop? The guy did stop, thankfully. But when he stopped, he gets out of the car. And you're like, you know, sir, you okay? You know, ask him all that. Guy doesn't speak any English. Oh. He's about like an 80, I want to say he's like 80, 85, somewhere in that range, uh, Vietnamese dude. So he spoke no English. Oh, man. So we, we come to find out when this other younger gentleman shows up that this the guy that showed up is his caretaker's son. Okay. So the guy that was driving has a caretaker. Uh-oh. So I'm like, okay, maybe this guy probably shouldn't be driving in the first place, but he is. We're in this situation. So we called the police officers and... About an hour and 15 minutes go by of us just sitting in this jack-in-the-box parking lot, probably not in the greatest area of Arizona, considering the guy, and, the caretaker's son that showed up, his name was Ricky, showed up, said, yeah, I don't normally come down this way unless I have to. Oh, man. So I, that was a red flag. And I bet uh, Tim Allen's very patient. Oh, yeah, very patient. Oh, yeah. Think, I'm really thankful that he was with me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, very. I, I, see, and I was being sarcastic. Really? He was patient? <laughs> he Good was. for him. Oh, yeah, he was. He he hopped on the phone with the rental car company right away. He was trying to help get that figured out. He was making sure I was calm because I was like, I mean, I didn't do anything wrong, but I mean, yeah. I, can't, I don't know if the guy's going to dispute my story or not. Well, I'll tell you what. So I heard about it probably two hours after it happened, <laughs> and I thought, okay, and let me look at the time now. It wasn't an issue with anything that hit this young man <laughs> and I talked about, and then I didn't hear anything else. Yep. So I'm happy. Tell me about... Your first trip, how, how did obviously it, it got all screwed up with what's going on in the you know with with the game stopping and all that? But you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, this is my first spring training trip. Periods, I've never been down there at all. Yeah, and so to go down there to see the facility, you know, to do all that was incredible. And then, so the first two days we were there, we got eleven one-on-one interviews in the clubhouse. So it was awesome. You know, I was able to see the 
the new renovated clubhouse there. It was massive. It was a lot of fun. We're in there getting plenty of interviews. And then the next two days, the coronavirus stuff starts to hit. And so they have us held up in this little equipment closet, and they would bring players to us. So for the next two days, we only got one player each day. So we went from 11 right. to two in just one day. Was there one one guy that you got a chance to interview that you thought, ooh, okay, I really like him. This this was a really good interview, and he gave us a lot. Oh, man, there was a couple of them. But I would say probably the one that kind of stood out the most was the David Phelps interview. Okay. Because he talked about being in the uh, the Cubs clubhouse. Right. And coming back into the clubhouse, like, what just happened after they got, like, swept or three out of four from the Brewers? They're like, we know they're a good team, but, like, what is it that made this happen? And so that, I thought, was, like, the coolest part, just getting perspective from him who – was in the club's clubhouse just one year ago right. and couldn't attest to that. And the amount I'm sure that you learned from being around uh, Baby Taos, who's, who's done this, and and Tim Allen, who is the franchise, um, you, you probably learned quite a bit. I, I would think you learned different things from Tim Allen mm. than you did from Billy Schmidt. Oh, it was incredible. I'd learned so much from them all week, just asking questions. And then I want to say it was Thursday night. Uh, the old, I believe he was the old Big Show host, Josh Vernier. Yep. He stopped over. He's the and, best. So I had, you know... The older guy, the younger guy, and the guy right in the middle. I had like all you know, all the different aspects of it. You know, if I, I was there, then you would have had a really old guy, and then an older guy, <laughs> and then the guy in the middle, and then Baby Tausch. You know, um, you don't have to follow all the way that that Billy Schmidt does things. Yep, you know that, right? Because he mimics me and he pretends he sounds like me and and all that. So you don't have to do any of that stuff. And knowing knowing <laughs> Baby Tausch. He he probably he probably got after a little bit at night, and you don't have to follow all that if you don't need to either. You know that, right? Yeah, we had a couple beverages. We had a we had a good time. Good. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Nobody got injured, but uh, and you didn't need to call me in case your mom's listening. You didn't need to call me <laughs> for bail money, so I appreciate that. Nope, no bail from money. What I hear you, from what I hear, you did a great job, young appreciate man. That, man. You did Thank a really you. good job. You bet. We're gonna get to a break. Other side of the break, Mike Guys, athletic director at Sussex Hamilton. We're going to talk to him a little bit about this whole journey on what they did the night that I was at the game. I know he was there, but I heard they had a viewing party. And I'm going to ask him about some of the things that go on in the summer, how this is going to affect those things as well. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Man, you got to give Mike guys credit. Austin Delaney, Sussex Hamilton grad, calls him and says, Hey, Mike uh, Mike guys, this is Austin Delaney. He goes, Who hired you? Man, that's that's awesome. Mike guys, the AD at Sussex Hamilton. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good yourself. I heard Austin. You guys must have... Uh... Loose hiring requirements there. If you'd have called me, he not, might not be hired. Don't know. Austin's a great kid. Great yeah, kid. he uh, he's he's looking for a golf bag that you own, by the way. 
golf bag? Well, I paid those two guys up. He still owes me for when I beat him on a few holes this summer at the Booster Club golf outing. Maybe with his winnings in Vegas, he can finally pay up. <laughs> hey, I think we're remembering this a little differently here. No, no, no. No, no. Coach Heckman will verify. We'll verify. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Mike, uh, can we talk a little bit? I was at that game that you guys beat Arrowhead, and we had on uh, Carson Smith and Lucas Finnessy a little bit earlier in the show, and you know, what a difficult time for, for your, you know, basketball program, your staff, uh, the seniors especially. Um, you found out, what, about 11 o'clock that Thursday night after you beat Arrowhead that the season was getting shut down? You know, leading up to this, you know, even the Friday of uh, the regionals, you know, we started to, as an administrative staff. Um, we were getting stuff from the governor's office, from uh, public instruction that, you know, get ready for next week you know we're gonna there could be some changes here so we were meeting you know district wide and uh, i kind of had a gut feeling you know if we get through the weekend here things could possibly uh you know it could change very quickly you know very fluid situation obviously um you know as the week went on we had staff meetings uh, district meetings in preparation that hey you know what uh you know, we're going to have to maybe go virtual learning and so forth. So, you know, I kind of just in meetings with Andy and just kind of phone called him, say, hey, keep, keep your phone handy. Uh, you know, I was coaching my daughter's practice on Wednesday night and got the flash that Goldbear went down or he was, uh, he came down with the virus and then the NBA canceled and Thursday, the, all the conference championships canceled. And then we got the, I had kids in my office, uh, hey, we're going to 88 people. I'm like, oh boy. So, you know, we called the team and Andy did. They had a meeting and dispersed the tickets and everything was a go. I was on phone contact with uh, Sarah at, at uh, Germantown and Ryan at uh, Arrowhead just making sure we dot our I's, cross our T's. But as I was up working out on that afternoon at about 3.30, the NCA decided they were going to cancel the tournament. I quickly got off the treadmill and gave Andy a call. I said, keep your phone handy. I got to I got an eerie feeling here after this girls' tournament game, the second game that afternoon, they might pull the pin on it. So um, we went through with it. Uh, you know, both teams on that Thursday night competed. Uh, I immediately uh, left the gym and got online with some board of control members and some uh, executive staff members to figure out what the thing was going on. Uh, found out that they were going to have a uh, – a conference call at 10 p.m. that night, and I found out about 10:30 that uh, everything was shut down. You know, let Andy know, and then uh, you know everything's been a whirlwind since. I haven't had really had an opportunity to talk to Andy about it. I know he's in uh, contact with the kids. Um, uh, everything happened on Friday with the closures of uh, we were going to shut down all this past week, and then uh, the governor came in and put everything off till April 6, and now it's indefinite. So it's. It's been a whirlwind, uh, something that you can't imagine. I feel uh, feel for our seniors, you know, uh, Jason, Lucas, uh, JT, and Carson. Um, they have their season end that way, and, and those 40 teams that are participating in the sectional finals on on that uh, Saturday, and, um, you know, those girls' teams that are up at state revving up to play on Friday, it was, uh, um, you know, that's, that's a gut-wrenching thing. I um I'm glad I wasn't have to deliver the message to the kids because that would have been quite emotional. But, you know, as I always said, our coaches are our best teachers, and I'm sure all of them throughout the state use it as a teachable moment to teach the kids and, and rally around it, and uh, we learn from it. But it's an unfortunate situation that happened. And, 
you know, I had a gut feeling that this was going to happen, and uh, the WI really had no choice but to postpone it, uh, considering everything going on. Yeah, you know, I was uh, brought into the morning show with uh, with uh, Bart and, and and Chuck, and you know, they they I don't know if was, I think Chuck was saying, well, maybe they should have done it here, or should have done it instead of having the girls up in Green Bay. And I said, look, I give the I give the WI a lot of credit on this, and I'm not afraid to, to to bash them when I feel like they need to be bashed. But I think they did everything they could to to try to secure as many games as they could for these kids, these student athletes, and they knew how gut wrenching it was going to be when they had to pull the plug, right? This is the last thing they wanted to do. You know, um, the WI gets knocked for a lot of things. Unfortunately, they do, and they're never credited for all the great things they do for our student athletes throughout the state of Wisconsin. But um, believe me, this this is the last thing uh, they wanted to do. And, and I'm, that whole executive staff and board of control are crushed to make this decision. This is, you know, you got to also remember this is a major generator for them, but uh, a financial generator for them to. You know, supplement the uh, the income the, uh, sports that don't create a lot of income to provide those state tournament series. I I think if you go around the country and you watch the tournament series that other state associations put on, uh, they can't compare to what the state of Wisconsin does. But believe me, uh, Mr. Anderson, uh, this was not a decision that he, he he liked to make, wanted to make, but in the best interest of everybody, uh, he had to make it. And that that's what leaders do. They have to make tough decisions and and lead through good and good and bad times. And, and Dave will lead us through this and uh, put us in a great position. Uh, but this is a decision that uh, I'm sure he did not sleep well and has not slept well since it happened one day very well. Hey, Mike, how do you think this affects, um, you know, obviously spring baseball is, is, is done as well, and how does this affect, you know, as an ex-basketball coach, our kids played all summer, and they played in different tournaments. They played in certainly the ones that are here local, the New York to L.A., things like that. How does that affect all of that? Well, um, you know, right now, spring sports are on hold. Uh, WI has not canceled anything. They've, uh, they're going to just wait and see how things happen. And I just sent out some emails to our coaches this morning, kind of in a holding pattern. But you're right, these, these kids that are in, you know, club sports, club soccer, AAU basketball, club volleyball, um, this affects them because they use our high school facilities. Our high school facilities are, are not available for them. Um, and it's, you know, it's no secret that these kids use these platforms for uh, collegiate opportunities. And, uh, you know, your, your AU programs, your New York LA's, your swing programs, your rap programs, all those programs that provide opportunity for our kids outside of the season in basketball, uh, they're in the holding pattern just like our spring coaches are. And, you know, a financial hit as well. Um, for, for not only for them, but the officials, the workers. I mean, this is uh, this is beyond just the athletes, you know, the officials um, that use that income uh, for a variety of reasons. Obviously, they're they're out. Um, so this this affects a lot of people. Um, but they're you know, time will tell when they can get back in the gym. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic. Um, that may one, uh, but something tells me it's going to be longer than that. It is. It's just. Uh, it's one of these things we've never seen before. The closest was nine eleven, but uh, this we don't know. Um, 
Um, so it's it's eerie. It's it's sad. I feel for our our senior athletes that uh, may never have an opportunity to participate again. And hopefully that's not the case. You know, I'm chasing kids off our fields, uh, out of our gyms, etc. They want to get in there. They're itching. They want to get in the weight room. They want to prepare. But we just can't allow them at this stage of the game. And that's the same with every school across the state of Wisconsin. Hey, uh, you probably won't uh, give me too much information, but the. Uh... The head uh, head football coach at Sussex Hamilton, Justin Gum. Yeah, I think yep. he's going to do a, a a pretty good job. I think that's a good hire on on your side. Is his staff all set? Is he ready to go he's once all, yeah, he gets? He, he's uh, he's probably as organized as they come, as most kids, all coaches are. Um, but you know, uh, you know as well as I do, head coaches. Uh, uh, the good ones are very organized, very driven, uh, have a plan, have a mission, and uh, he's right up there with all the coaches that we got. Um, no different, but uh, you know he's ready to roll with it. Uh, he's had a lot of um, opportunity to get to meet our kids. He's in our building now, subbing, um, performing some of his uh, captain teams and, and stuff like that, getting in the weight room and uh, promoting the spring sports if that ever gets up and running. But uh, so far, so good. He's really uh, embraced the community, and the community's embraced him. And we're looking for him to take over the program and do a nice job with him. Yeah, Coach Tomato has been there a long time, and he's done a great job with the program. And, and uh, you know, he, he uh, I think, thought it was time for him to, to, to step down and, and do some things and spend, some, spend more time at home, stuff like that. Um, but I think the program, he's left it, I think, in a really good place. And yeah. you and I had that conversation when we were sitting together at a Germantown basketball game where I said, look, I, I think it's one of the best um, programs. You've got a chance to be one of the best programs in the state and one of the best openings in the state. And there are some good openings throughout the state for head football coaches. But when we had that conversation, and, and, and I'll say it on the air, I think that Man, it done right. That 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 Sussex Hamilton football program's got a chance to continue to be really competitive and be very good. Yeah, John did. John was there with me for sixteen years and wow. did a great job. Um, sad for him to to leave. Um, caught me off guard, but um, I understood where he's coming from. But he, you got to remember, he took over a program that uh, uh, was low in numbers, built it up, um, and that had success for a few years, and then. Uh, had a great track record um, and did a great job. And, and, you know, Justin came in and didn't have to do too much. John had had everything set up, uh, and, and the program was structured, um, and John did a lot. He implemented our youth program that we never had at their middle school. He, he uh, pioneered that and navigated through some changes there that were very political, um, taking away a community-based team and putting it into our, our middle school and making it a district-wide program. But John, you know, John's a Hamilton grad there and um, has, has worked with I appreciate John doing his working with Justin and, and getting him to know the ropes and, and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that go on that I quite honestly don't know that uh, he's been able to help Justin navigate through. But John did a, gave his heart and soul for 16 years to the program and did an outstanding job for us uh, in leading our program to success in the greater Metro Conference. We're talking to Mike Goss, the athletic director at Sussex Hamilton. I'm sure as the athletic director and the head football coach, John D'Amato, would get mad at you once in a while. I'm sure it was. He got mad at me once, and I'll never forget it. Thursday Night Lights High School football game of the week. I'm uh, getting ready to interview him, and he's he hasn't uh, walked across the field yet. One of the assistant coaches said, hey, you should ask him about you know, when the uh, D'Amato Dome is going to open. I said, oh, okay. 
And they go, yeah, it's, I, and we're not sure, and it'd be great if you could ask them. So I go, Co- Coach, uh, and we weren't we weren't filming this yet. Hey, I'm going to ask you about the Damato Dome. He goes, what? Don't call it that. And he looked at his assistant coaches who were all laughing. He goes, which one of those idiots told you to call it that? And I go, oh, that's not the name of it? He goes, no, that's not the name of it. I thought it was the D'Amato Dome. And you, the the, the uh, veins in his neck popped out, man. He was like, don't you even think about calling that on the air. I said, okay. I didn't know. They, they set me up, coach. It's not me. You, know, you should know better. It was awesome. So I yeah, he, he always had a time for, for us on, on 105.7 FM, the fan, and any questions we had, he'd come on our show, and I I, uh, I wish him well with whatever yeah. it is he, uh, he wants to do. So Well, there's, uh, you know, uh, head coaches and assistant coaches, he'd been in that position before, there's always going to be some headbutting, and that's no difference. As an AD and head coaches, there's always going to be some headbutting. And there's going to be some disagreements, but at the end of the day, we're all going to, you know, going to work together. And, you know, that's part of being an AD, um, you know, uh, working with coaches and working through processes that we're doing now. But, um, you know, I got a great coaching staff throughout at Hamilton High School. John was, is one of them. Um, but uh, he did a great job, as all our coaches do. Um, as I said, I've always been one of those proponents. Our best teachers are our coaches, and I'll never, I'll never uh, shy away from that. And I'll battle anybody that wants to argue that point. Um, and like I said before, being a former coach myself and having assistants, you know, we're going to challenge each other. And that's what I expect my head coaches to do is challenge me to make me better. And I challenge them to make them better. And that's what hopefully at the end of the day, we're both all going to learn and make it a great athletic program, but, you know, make it student-based, educational-based athletics. He is Mike Guys. Uh, thank you so much. Athletic Director at Sussex Hamilton. Mike, thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good one. And again, I, I think you guys need to change your hiring requirements here with Austin being on board. That, uh, that's one of the things you guys got to do. There. You know what? In fact, I got a text. They're going to start looking at his record from high school because well, he may have fudged a few things. Well, that discipline file is about one file cabinet all of itself. If you want me to deliver it over, I could probably uh, <laughs> load up the uh, UPS truck and get it. No, Austin's one of the best. Great kid. Hey, the last name Delaney, that whole Irish thing, you know. I think the one thing you ought to do is probably replace you on the show, and probably the ratings would skyrocket. Well, now I'm feeling great. That's uh, that's Jimmy Goss. He's the head basketball coach at Dominican. Mike, thanks a lot. Okay, gotcha. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to start to transition into the WFCA show, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. Uh, Matt Harris, head football coach, the new Newly named head football coach at Arrowhead will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, before we get to the new head football coach at Arrowhead, I just got off the phone um, with a friend of mine in a great company. She's the owner of Milestone Plumbing, Jesse Canizero. And she said, look, Milestone Plumbing right now is they're driving around picking up supplies from homes and businesses to drop off at hospitals. A friend of hers is a doctor at Freighter and said, look, we really need masks and gloves. And we need them badly. And what we're doing is asking people and businesses, if they have them, to please call this number. You can text this number with your address, 
and Milestone Plumbing will go out and pick them up and drop them off to uh, the hospitals that need them. Freighter is the one that that she is uh, working with the most. Masks and gloves appear to be the greatest need that's needed right now for our local hospitals. If it's a business, they're going to take a picture and post it on social media with their with your permission. If you own a business and you have gloves and masks that you can donate, uh, do it now. And I'm going to give you her number. This is the number you would text. It's 262-389-0952. 262-389-0952. And what they need is masks and gloves. And Milestone Plumbing will come out. You can leave them outside on on, on your uh, porch or your front steps. And Jesse Canizero and the people at Milestone Plumbing, they're driving around. That's what they're doing today. So, again, that number is 262-389-0952. And uh, she will uh, pick these up. That's also her cell number. And if you have questions about it, you can give her a call. But she will, the people at Milestone Plumbing will pick them up and drive them directly to the local hospitals that need them, and they need our help. So, again, 262-389-0952. Jesse, thanks a lot for doing that, and I appreciate you giving me the heads up. Wish I had more time to give that number out a few more times, but uh, we'll do it one more time before we get out of here. So we're going to transition a little bit over to football. And, uh, look, a number of years ago on the big show, they uh, they did a, uh, a poll favorite college football team. Wisconsin came in first, Michigan State came in second, and back then, University of Arrowhead came in third. And people laughed about that, but that's kind of where Arrowhead was for a long time. And uh, they were looking for a new coach, and to get another coach like Matt Harris, who was the head coach at Waukesha North in that conference, he's a Waukesha North grad, to get him to come over I think he's a great hire for Arrowhead. I'm a big fan of uh, Matt Harris, and we're, we're joined by him right now. Coach, congratulations. Great decision by Arrowhead, I think. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, I can tell you this, and before we get into the Arrowhead program, congratulations to you and your wife. Maybe the cute – look, I have four grandsons I think are really cute, but that little daughter of yours, my goodness, she's darling. I Yeah, I'm – Besides myself, um, I'm so lucky. I'm so excited. I'm a little older for a first-time dad, but, man, I've had so much fun. And last night, believe it or not, was the first night she slept through the night. So I feel great right now. Yeah, that's uh, – my daughter did it once, too. No, my son did it once in four years. So that just get ready for that. That might be the end <laughs> of that. Hey, Matt, tough decision. I know how tough this decision was for you. You are a Waukesha North guy. You know, you you took so much pride in that program. But the Arrowhead program, if you've been around high school football in this neck of the woods, is a, that's a different level. It's a different level. They expect to win out there. You get, you get a lot more kids, a lot of kids that are playing in the youth program, and kids that, that have, you know, they, they certainly get after it when they're Arrowhead players. Tough decision for you to leave Waukesha North. Yeah, I mean, ultimately it was it was just the people. I'm going to miss so many people there. It, that was probably the hardest part of the decision. I mean, regardless of where your job is or where you work, you you, you know, you always kind of go back to your alma mater, and, and and you always have a special place for them, and I always will. Um, but sometimes change isn't the worst thing, and 
there's some really great young coaches with me, and I know a few of them are applying, and I hope one of them gets it and and takes the program further than I did. So that that's that's what that part of it is exciting for me for them. Yeah, I agree, and and uh, I know that I know some of the guys on your staff and and uh, that that are either joining you, coming with you, or going to be holdovers, and. You know, I, 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 you know what I think of Coach Swiddle. He's going to be um, with you as well. I think the world of him. And what an exciting time for Arrowhead football. I think Fritz did a great job out there. Did not leave the covered bear by any means. And you got a chance no. to, man, and, and you know that conference, Coach. You know, that's yeah. part of it. You come into that conference for the first time. It's the best conference in the state of Wisconsin for high school football. I, it just Hands is. Hands down. Hands down. Bar none. Yeah. And you're not intimidated by that. You know all that. So, hey, let me ask you, because we only have a minute or two left. Um, with what's going on, you, you have to utilize Huddle a lot. I'm sure you're doing, you know, any meetings that you're going to do with, with your kids going to have to be via Skype or on the phone. This is going to be an odd time for you to, to, to be, you know, start, basically starting a new program uh, to, to be where you want it to be. Yeah, it has been a little bit awkward. I, You know, it's like you get the job and you just want to meet all the kids, you want to meet all the families, and I'm trying to put a staff together. So it's been a lot of FaceTime and a lot of messaging. And, you know, it, it, so it's it's been definitely been different. But, the, you know, looking at the positive side, I've really been able to, you know, sit sit down and talk with coaches, and I'm not rushed to make, make decisions on a coaches and staff. So I really feel like we're really starting to get some of the best guys and the highest qualified assistants that I possibly can find. Matt Harris, head football coach at Arrowhead. Coach, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. All right, Matt. Thank you. Hey, don't forget, as I just talked about Jesse Canizero, Milestone Plumbing, if you can help, she is driving around. She's got her staff at Milestone Plumbing driving around to pick up any gloves or any masks for doctors and nurses at these local hospitals. They need your help. 262-389-0952. 262-389-0952. Even if it's just a handful, they will stop by, leave it out on the porch, send her a text with your address, or call her if you have any questions. Again, Jesse at Milestone Plumbing, 262-389-0952. Thanks for your help. Thanks for listening. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t